Episode 46 Scarecrow City Music by Stick Vortex, his stage name Lyrics by Katie is Magic, hers Did you ever notice that all scarecrows are crucified? I see them in the fields when I drive by And I say, damn, damn, man, man What kind of life is that for a scarecrow? Stuffed and mounted on the cross, you know you are not the boss, and the crows aren't even scared of you anyway. You see the others just like you, stuck in rows, mouths shut with glue. You'll never eat the food you're here to save. Scarecrow City, that's where you and I gotta go. That's where we pay for all the man's mistakes. So the missing link had a new house band, and tonight's crowd was standing room only. Word had spread about the punk blues metal protest band, with a lead singer with a husky voice and the skinny guitarist whose instrument sounded just like her. Together they broke your heart and blew your eardrums out. Katie's dad sat right in front with his pal Enrique beside him, and Molly, of all people, on his shoulders. He looked kind of stunned. Something had gone down with Jackie, that much was obvious. Katie was only surprised it had taken this long to happen. As usual, Stick had relayed the phone message to her at the link, where she lived with Hunter. Kyle had called out of the blue, saying he was in town for a few days and asking if she and Stick wanted to go to the aquarium. That was a big no, mainly because she really didn't like going out anymore. Outside the light was bright and harsh, the dry, toxic air abraded her skin. Humans staggered around, lobotomized by television and shopping. If a sliver of reality ever poked through their mental haze, they rushed out and bought more crap to wall off the awareness. Besides, she really didn't like to leave Hunter. So she'd invited her dad to the show tonight instead. She figured if he was finally leaving Jackie, she could tell him the truth about her own life. They could talk about their decisions like adults. Molly watched her sister with great interest, smacking her dad's head in time with the music. Molly was going to be a punk when she grew up, Katie thought with pride. She gave her a black power salute, which Molly returned. Then she brought the noise even harder. She wanted her dad to be sure to know that her life was working out exactly right. After the set, Molly sat on the bar, facing Kyle and Katie, with her feet dangling off the edge. Hunter brought Katie a beer, and Kyle raised an eyebrow at it. "'What'll you have?' Hunter asked him. "'Coffee,' Kyle said. "'Good for you, man,' Hunter said. "'Giving up booze. You're a hero.' Kyle almost fell off his stool. "'Don't say that. Don't even think it. That's so wrong.' Hunter clapped him on the shoulder. "'And, uh, what for Molly? Got any juice boxes?' "'No, got orange juice. Fine.' He misses you, Katie told her dad after Hunter had departed. Strange, high-pitched singing came from the stage. The twins in full Star Trek regalia serenaded the crowd, accompanied by Stick on acoustic guitar. Enrique watched raptly from a nearby table. It's called filking, Katie said, science fiction folk singing. They learned it at a Star Trek convention. When I'm not with them, the band is called the Coma Cluster. It's named after a bunch of galaxies. Katie had long since quit struggling against the twins' aesthetic inclinations, and sticks for that matter. In the process, she had discovered an important truth about punk. It was not about stripping everything away. It was about picking up what you found around you and making it into something new. Still, she hadn't understood why the twins stayed with the band, what with their other interests. The missing link was definitely not their kind of place. But just now, she figured it out. They were looking after Stick, their little brother. "'I miss Hunter, too,' said Kyle, "'and I miss you.' So what brings you back to Yokelville? Didn't you hear what happened in Christmastown? I don't, um, consume a lot of media these days. There was a glitch in the dome, a software problem. People overreacted just like they always do and ran off. You ran off too? Sort of, Kyle hung his head. I figured Molly needed a break. Hunter brought the coffee and the orange juice. Katie touched his hand, and their eyes stayed in contact for a long moment. Her father noticed, as she had meant him to. He leaned back on his stool and raised his eyebrows, but he said nothing. 
He had also not commented on her tattoo, which she had once hidden from him with a sweatband, a ring of capital H's strung together like a fence around her wrist, like a row of crosses, Scarecrow City. You know, if you and Mom want to break up, that's okay with me. It is, is it, Kyle said. The shock of her directness made him laugh, though he did not look amused. I always thought she was too hard on you. She treated you like shit, actually. You didn't deserve it. I appreciate your support, said Kyle flatly. If I were you, I would go for it. But you're not me, and you don't know anything at all. Now, how about you tell me what that hideous thing is on your wrist, and how much beer you drink, and why you and Hunter look at each other in that yearning manner that I just observed. So it was going to be the dad act tonight, after all. Katie decided not to push things by lighting a cigarette, although she really wanted one. She sipped her beer slowly. Hunter and I are together, she said. It's been almost a year now. We're in love. That's a big mistake. You think Hunter's crazy, right? Well, he's not. He's just been through some intense stuff, as I'm sure you know. She knew Kyle had no real idea. He had maybe an image of swamps and firefights based on movies he had seen, but what really went down, Kyle could not possibly imagine. No one could except for Hunter, and now Katie. He told her the stories late at night after she danced her private dance for him. Always Katie held her breath and took his words in without a sound. It was her way of assuring him that she knew the stories were for her alone. She was to keep them safe inside her. The stories were hard to hear. They tore down her throat into her stomach. But she needed them. She didn't know how she'd ever lived without knowing what humans were truly capable of, the worst and also the best, because Hunter had vowed never to hurt anyone again. That was why he never went outside, why he had her tie him up at night, why he listened night after night to other people's sob stories, the same crap over and over, like a therapist who only charged the price of a few drinks. These burdens were Hunter's penance, also his shield against the cruelty that he feared could well up again in him at any minute. He did not even eat meat, which is why he couldn't eat the mac and cheese with ham Katie's mom had once tried to bring him. That was kind of a funny story. He's my age, Katie, which is creepy and quite possibly illegal. And he isn't normal. Normal people go outside once in a while. If you stay with him, you'll be stuck here, and I mean right here, Kyle pointed at the bar in front of them, for the rest of your life. That's what I want, said Katie. I feel more at home here than I've ever felt anywhere. That's an awful thing to say. I'm just saying, I feel like myself for the first time in my whole life. I know exactly what's right for me. Have you ever felt like that? Kyle shook his head. Well, it's awesome, and I'm not going to let anyone fuck that up for me, even you. Katie had him. She was prepared never to speak to him again if he resisted her, and he knew that. Anyway, what was he going to do? Challenge Hunter to a fight? Who would win that one? Daddy, I'm tired, Molly whined. Okay, sweetheart, Kyle said, obviously exhausted himself. We'll talk about this later, Katie. Don't tell Mom, said Katie. She won't understand. You'd be surprised. You guys have more in common than you realize. But her dad's side told Katie she'd won that one, too. By the way, I owe you ten bucks, she said, digging into her pocket. Why? I saw Topper's last broadcast, the one where he broke down crying while talking to that crazy Bigfoot lady. He believed what he was saying all along, and it drove him nuts. So you win. Sweating in their polyester uniforms, the twins handed out cassette tapes to the audience. On his way out, Kyle gave Katie's ten bucks to Oliver. They weren't supposed to accept any payment, but when Oliver looked over at her, she gave him a thumbs up. He gave her dad both the patience tape and the coma cluster one. Kyle gave the coma tape to Enrique.